Ultimate Guide Podcast, episode 66. Welcome to the Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast. This is Kaylin Amadio, your Boomer Guide, the Boomer Gal, author of, uh, I'm saying Boomer way too much in this. I've got to figure out a different way to do it. But the name of the book, you know, is the Boomer's Ultimate Guide Social Media Marketing. And I have a great new guest for you today. I want you to meet Olga Jawuziak. And I'm smiling because I practiced her name so many times before we went live. I'm proud of myself for saying it right. Right, Olga? She really is. It's true. <laughs> I really tried hard. So <laughs> she is the head of marketing at CareMerge, a digital healthcare platform with a focus on care coordination and communication. She is a proud Chicagoan and a Big Ten alum. She spent much of her career working on presidential campaigns, three, I started to say three, three in two cycles. But Wow. Before moving into social innovation and community engagement, she's spoken in front of thousands of people and danced the polka in front of thousands more and is never afraid to get dirty in order to get things done. She's passionate about the American Heart Association, urban debate, and aging in America. More specifically, what it means, what it is, and how it's changing with the advent of technology. So, Olga... Welcome to Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm glad that I could meet you. People don't know that the background, we had some uh, some logistics that we were working out, trying to get uh, to the point where we could actually record this interview. So I'm glad we finally made it, Olga. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're talking about uh, sort of the, the future of senior living today. So I gave I gave people a brief overview of you, but could you tell me, um, how you got involved, because you're clear, I can see you, you're a young person. I normally ask my guests to not be afraid to admit that they too are baby boomers, because many of them, most of them are baby boomers, but you clearly are not. So how did you get involved in uh, working with seniors and, and caring about this well, as a topic? Well, it's kind of a roundabout story. There's two There's two sections to it. Uh, first, growing up, I lived in a neighborhood that was, for all intents and purposes, an unplanned retirement community. Okay. So I was, you know, six or seven years old, and the vast majority of my playmates were other people's grandparents who didn't see their children as often. Um, so I'm sorry, I didn't see their grandchildren as often. So I made out like a bandit. <laughs> I got candy. I got cookies. I was fully loved. Um, and as a result, from a very young age, I never viewed aging um, through the same lens that many of my friends later on did. Right. You know, it wasn't particularly weird. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't something scary. It was just something that happens and you still make delicious cookies. So it never quite made it to that scary point for me. Uh, and then later on, years later, I was uh, walking through 1871, which uh, for those that aren't particularly into technology, and if you're not nerds, that's fine. Uh, 1871 is a tech incubator in Chicago, and it is responsible for all sorts of really neat uh, technology companies, including OkCupid, if you're familiar. 
Uh, and I was on a tour and I asked them for, um, you know, just a list of their latest success stories because I was on the community engagement end and I was looking for partners. And one of the companies mentioned was Caremerge. I went home, I was doing my due diligence, did some research, and by the time one o'clock rolled around, I'd actually already emailed my resume to the CEO, linked into him on LinkedIn, sent him my resume on LinkedIn, and I think I sent him another reminder again at five or six in the morning just to make sure he didn't miss it. Uh, and two weeks later, I was at Care Merch, uh, and I was focusing on the senior living industry, which um, for all intents and purposes was new to me. But because of my childhood, um, it was never something that I viewed as anything beyond normal. So I found my way to Care Merge in a roundabout way, and I am staying with Care Merge because the more interactions that I have within senior living, the more fascinated I am about the future. Because um, I wasn't kidding in my bio, I really am curious to see what is going to change with aging. And there's so many things, not just engagement or ending isolation, but it could be something like um, a new invention called by a company called WalkJoy that will help you through a small implant in your knee uh, avoid falling because it studies your gait as you walk. Mm. You know, so the future of senior living is really incredible. And I'm here to talk about what we do, but there are so many other companies that deserve a shout out, and I likely will be doing that as well. Very nice. If you don't nice. mind. So uh, this is this is interesting. It's an interesting topic to begin with because. Baby boomers were the the first huge generation that caused a shift in the way the world functioned, right? Because they were Absolutely. so large. Um, and now millennials have just uh, eclipsed baby eclipsed boomers in terms of population, boomers, right? So we're going to see that happen again, right? They're gonna they're right. gonna forge new territory. They're gonna cause things to change, you know, as time goes on, and. Um, you know, I, I'm assuming you're a millennial. You you look like a millennial. To I me. I am a millennial, and I'm very intrigued by the fact that um, boomers created the the computer, and millennials are are the generation that are working to create solutions that help with aging. Because it means that two generations from now, it's going to be someone else that is doing the same thing. Right. So it, it's such yeah. a it's such an interesting timeline when we look at it this way. Um, so. I know you're in charge of marketing, right? Yes. And community so, engagement. And for those of you who, who might not understand what that means, I'll put my, my marketing hat on, my social media hat on. And that means she's dealing with the digital world and digital marketing and engagement of the people who like to talk to Care Merge and that Care Merge wants to um, market to, wants to get to know better, wants to create relationships with. So, um, Olga's heavily into all of that, right? As, that as part of what she do. does. Um, so what's interesting is, although boomers have come online, um, and even my, my own mother, you know, is, is on Facebook every day, right? So even people in their 70s and, oh, and yeah. 80s you know, are online. Absolutely. But how they use uh, online tools and technology has got to be different. Um, than the way your contemporaries use it. So do you well, do you find your interactions with boomers different in any way? You know, 
it's interesting that you say that about the inter intergenerational differences in technology use. Um, so first things first, over 70% of seniors, so uh, older adults age 65 and over, are on the internet every day. And our average user on the CareMerge platform, on the community engagement solution, which is focused more so on engaging residents and as well as older adults choosing to age in place. Uh, in that case, our average adult, I'm sorry, average age is an 85-year-old female. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it really is incredible. Um, the way the way that we engage with technology does change slightly um, with age, but to be very frank, uh, and this may be a fairly unpopular opinion, but, you know, I think that you're always going to have people that are early adopters, no matter what their age, and they're going to be those that just kind of forge through and figure out how to use it, and then there will be those that don't. Um, so to that end, many of our communities that end up coming to us for resident engagement solutions, um, you know, they mentioned that they realized they probably weren't serving their population right when they watched a 94-year-old woman do her banking on her iPhone. Or, um, you know, another community in Ohio where the residents banded together and demanded a digital communication solution because they were sick and tired of missing updates on events uh, on bulletin boards. And they were the ones that and, really and you caused mean old that old-fashioned cork bulletin boards oh, with a pushpin. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you, those cork boards are everywhere. Uh, and we see... Older adults, and I mean not 65, but we're talking late 70s, 80s, even 90s, just demanding something that's a little bit easier to use. And the fact is, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, prior to the advent of the smartphone, it would have been difficult to get past that learning curve for people who weren't familiar with the use of technology. And when I say that, I mean, um, if I handed you a video game controller right now, you wouldn't know what to do. No, I, I don't. It's just... In spite of the no, fact that I, I have three sons that play video games all yeah, the time. I still don't. I, I have dated men that played video games, so that's the closest I've gotten. And let me tell you, it is impossible to do unless you sit there and you learn it. And right. it using a video game controller has a very high learning curve that you need to get past before you are good enough to not be killed every time you respawn. So... What has happened in the last 15 years and really in the last 10 years because of the smartphone and I'm picking it up in front of the computer, um, technology has gotten so much easier to use because it no longer is cumbersome. It fits in the palm of our hand. Wi-Fi makes it virtually easy to get online anywhere, anytime you want. Um, we carry small mini computers with us and they're easier to use than computers because you basically just use your hands to move things around on a screen uh, in order to navigate what you want to do at any given moment. So, you know, while there may have been a learning curve in the early 2000s even, at this point the learning curve is relatively small. Uh, and that isn't to say that I haven't heard from a few users that my favorite was I got old, so I wouldn't have to learn anything new. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, cute. meanwhile, his wife has five iPads and hand doles them out like a library. Right. So prove positive already that it really doesn't matter the generation. It matters about the person. If you want to know technology, you're going to jump online. If you don't, you're not going to. It's just that simple. Right. right. Now tell me a little bit about what CareMerge does. 
Sure. So we are a digital uh, care coordination and communication platform, and that sounds vague and general enough that it doesn't make sense. Uh, we have nine different solutions, and uh, half of them are life enrichment and engagement, and then the other half are clinical. To be frank, all of them work together on one platform. They all talk to one another, and we're very proud of it. We're interoperable. We integrate with virtually anything because we have an open API. These are all nerdy things. I apologize. I'll take it back to the cool stuff. Our life enrichment and engagement solutions include family engagement, community engagement, and Calendar Central. I'm really going to just focus on family engagement, community engagement, because really they're my favorites. And also for the purpose of this podcast, it's going to be what you guys want to hear about. Uh, family engagement is an app, actually. Uh, it's an app that, you, that families can download on their phone and they just, they can log on. So it's just a regular app. And they log into it. They can click on their loved one. That could be your mom, your dad, your aunt. Uh, and you immediately have access to the community calendar. So you can see what, your, what, what opportunities are available for your loved one. You have access to their personal calendar, so the activities that they've chosen to do. You can see the activities they've done. The dimension of wellness, so if they did something that was nutritious or if they were active or if they were spiritual. Uh, you can also message within the app. Um, that one is one of my favorites because HIPAA compliance is something that uh, you really can't mess with right. in the American healthcare right. system. And oftentimes one of the number one complaints that most people have when they uh, talk about senior living communities is that it's really difficult and really healthcare in general, to be fair. Right. To get information about a loved yeah. one, right? Well, just think about it. You are, if you are emailing, they can't email you back because HIPAA. If you call, chances are you're going to be leaving a voicemail, and if they don't have a voicemail, you're going to be leaving your name on a piece of paper at the front desk, and you're going to hope that someone gets it. Um, and in this, in the palm of your hand, you open up the app, you immediately, you click on the message icon, you pick who you're going to message, and you just send that message out immediately, uh, and they can respond back to you with clinical information that you would never have gotten Um over email, and you would have had to wait for a phone call and hope that it was convenient. And I assume it's because the users, the you know, the patient and everyone involved in the system have signed off saying, "I agree. Yes. This person has yep, access absolutely. to me and my calendar mm -hmm. and my health." And yep. that's that's a very interesting. Um, it's a very interesting thing, you know, to yeah. offer people, especially. And I'm, I'm thinking about. Um, we're a little bit sandwiched, uh, many of us boomers, between uh, uh, aging parents mm -hmm. and our children, right? And there's a lot of people uh, relying on us and that we're taking care of. And sometimes That's you're, it. you know, you're long distance, you know, and sometimes you're not in the same town anymore. And um, so, so that's a really interesting uh, thing so that you can, see, you can keep track of what's going on. And that, so some of it's, about uh, communication and relationships and lifestyle and just sort of monitoring. What's What was the other side? The other side is community engagement. But before I go into that, I do want to pick up on something you just mentioned um, about the long distance. We find that um, the app itself is 
really popular amongst all families, but people that travel a lot or those that are far away tend to use it the most. And one of my favorite stories is a gentleman who travels quite a bit for work and he's very close with his grandma. So every time he travels for work, he actually takes a picture of each sunrise and sunset and sends it to her so they can share the same view. Oh, that's sweet. I know. If that didn't warm your heart, I don't know what to tell you. First time I heard it, I had tears in my eyes. So clearly I'm not a good storyteller. But um, community engagement is a little bit different. Um, Community engagement puts all of the power, not all, but most of the power in the residents' hands, as well as streamlining communications within a senior living community. So if you are living in a life plan community or a continuing care residential, I'm sorry, continuing care retirement center, so a CCRC, uh, you go from independent living into assisted living into, you know, throughout all of the service levels. Um, Often, these are very large planned communities, and they're all beautiful, and they have incredible amenities. Uh, But the majority of them are still communicating using uh, printout newsletters and calendars that are then stuck to bulletin boards. And it's one thing if you have maybe 75 people, but it's another when you are approaching these larger CCRCs that have over a 1,000. And if they're no longer in the same building, but they're actually in a planned community, um, it becomes even more difficult to decide that information and the avenues that they've used before not just with paper and cork boards uh, but with phone calls or even with um, a product that is a TV channel that scrolls through right. PowerPoint slides right. um, not none of those are always dynamic enough for the residents that are coming in now um, and you know, when you think about it, when you choose as a boomer at, to move into a retirement community, that's one of the biggest choices of your life that you're making. So you're going to make sure that the amenities that you're getting are exactly what you want. And you're also going to be very vocal about it. Uh, with many of our clients, uh, they've gone with community engagement for a couple of reasons. One, It streamlines communication. Um, It's one place for dining menus, for calendars, for newsletters, for announcements. Um, You can put up new resident directories, AV information, et cetera, all in one place. And then there's a separate secure resident portal that effectively acts as a social network within that closed space. So everyone can add friends, they can create clubs, they can create events, right. they can Which effectively... Which are the kinds of things run. that happen yeah. anyway. There's always, you know, clubs that Absolutely. get created. The trivia club, Absolutely. the this club, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. now, instead of trying to figure out if Susan is going to t- tell you about it, or if she'll remember, um, you just log on and really quickly, through a couple of clicks, you know that... Trivia Club is meeting on Wednesday at 5 p.m., and they're requesting snacks and wine. There you go. It's that simple. So our residents tend to really like it. We've had really exciting... We've had exciting initiatives with two that are trying to push the engagement beyond their walls. So Episcopal Senior Living in San Francisco has an incredibly ambitious uh, initiative where uh, not only are they engaging the residents within their their communities, which is already exciting uh, because it's it's led to increased event attendance and new activities because they were able to track what was popular and what wasn't. Uh, But now they're pushing it out to the 
older adults that are aging in place that may suffer a little bit from isolation and loneliness, uh, that do want a reason to get out of their home and maybe they don't know where to start because how do you start sometimes? Uh, And with this, uh, it's a trusted community name. They're moving into the community. They're offering uh, really neat activities like going to the farmer's market in San Francisco or walking across the Golden Gate Bridge with a history tour of the entire area, things like that. And it's going really well over the course of the next three years. I know that they want to hit 21,000 by 2018. And uh, Mather Lifeways, which is a Chicago-based, really innovative um, company. I wanted to call them a CCRC, but there's so much more than that. Uh, They're going to be using us to supplement and complement a program that they've had that goes beyond the walls for far longer than we, you know, than we've known them. But it's called the Cafe Plus concept. And uh, what they do is they do um, similar to what ESC is doing, but they're doing pop-ups in a neighborhood. So they'll have a Cafe Plus, which is a brick and mortar shop where you can come get your coffee, meet everyone, maybe look at what's happening, join in an activity. And then they also have pop-up events where you meet at a church or you meet at another store and there's lunch brought in and everyone participates in an activity, uh, or they have regular classes that you can uh, take part in, like Zumba. Um, I have seen those classes. They look difficult. Uh, But it it is, it's a really wonderful thing to see because the reality is that technology is, you know, as a millennial, I often hear from people that uh, technology is isolating, right? That's one of the number one things. And um, certainly that argument can be made. But on the other hand, too, technology has managed to make borders invisible and allow people from all around the world to interact with one another. And there's no reason why we shouldn't create a technology that instead of having a global ambition, has a local ambition specifically focused on the wellness of those that need our help and and those that could do with a little bit of activity and social fun. Um, right. Yeah. Well, on that note, let me let me ask you a couple of uh, related questions, sort of two sides of the same coin. In your opinion, what do you think the three greatest opportunities are for us in terms of looking f- towards the future of senior living for we boomers? What are our three biggest opportunities? Uh, well. I mean, I just sighed because my first thought isn't actually conducive to my business. Uh, but I think uh, there, there's three different kinds. Yeah, let's talk about the three types. Uh, the first type, honestly, is I think technology is going to make aging in place much easier. Okay. Uh, right now, uh, I believe... Which is important to a lot of people. That's you know, 92%. Like they don't want to leave their home. Or, yeah. No, not at all. 92% of people, according to the AARP, uh, responded uh, in the affirmative, uh, saying that they want to age in place. Um, Now, unfortunately, because of all sorts of things that come up during aging, um, 92% of people don't get to age in place. It tends to be quite lower than that, usually in the 50s and 60s, which still isn't half bad when you think about it. Uh, But I think that number more than likely will go up because of the advent of technology. I think technology is going to provide um, more independence Mm -hmm. to older adults longer. And what I mean by that, I'll go back to walk joy. Um, If you 
if you live in a home with stairs and you were thinking about maybe either a downsizing or moving into a community or both uh, because you can't handle the stairs any longer, uh, technology like WalkJoy is going to make it possible for you to stay there a little while longer. Right. Uh, if you, if your family is nervous about, um, you know, falls in general, you can have sensors installed all throughout your home that will be able to sense when you've fallen immediately to get you help. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot of really wonderful and exciting things are happening, and more than likely. I would argue that half of them are occurring within the aging in place realm. Um, on the other side, uh, more in the realm of what we fit into, which is definitely senior living and home health. Um, what we do is innovative simply because we were, we're not the new kid on the block. We were, we started it. Um, nothing like us existed when we got here in 2012. Um, and so when it comes to engagement and enrichment, we've moved in just a few years. At first, it was just a simple communications tool, right? Uh, and then we realized that there's so much more to making someone's life better. Right. So to be able to uh, track wellness, to understand what your loved one is doing, to note that um, mom really loved going on the nature walk every morning at 7 a.m. and she's missed it for the past three days, you can immediately take that concern and send it via message on the family app and send it to the executive director or the life enrichment coordinator, something. So, you, so whatever subtle symptom you're noticing can be shared with them. Um, you know, and as we have more seniors, the, there's 10,000 new seniors every day. According That's to the AARP, sixty-five and over. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So when you consider that, by we're already at I think eighteen percent of the population. It's going to be twenty-five percent of the population by, I want to say twenty thirty. So, wow. the technology in life enrichment and engagement is definitely going to have to rise to the occasion in order to make it as engaging and enriching as possible. Uh, you know, unfortunately, with the rise in a senior population, you're also going to have a rise in uh, Alzheimer's and the need for memory care. And when you're dealing with something like that, something like what we do, something like what other companies do, um, like Carely, they, you know, there are companies that float in this general realm uh, that really want to focus on making it easier for families to ease their anxiety, to feel as though their loved one is being cared for, to really understand that everything is going as well as it can be. Uh, one of our clients in West Living in California, she once told me that so often the family members don't get to see their their loved one and when they do it might not always be under the best circumstances right. so staff to be able to share uh, and I'm quoting her to be able to share the joyful moments to show that your loved one is still living a happy life uh, to let them know that your loved one is still the loved one that they knew and that you don't have to worry about them as much um, it's a it's as much of a lifeline for the family members as it is for the resident themselves right Right. For sure. Okay. So uh, I told you this. Oh, sort of, I didn't give you oh, a third. A third one, yeah. Uh, the third one will be clinical. Um, I think we are 
because of the Affordable Care Act, uh, because of the advent of value-based care, and I won't go into that because, goodness, it's long and it's boring, uh, but what it means is for the first time, we are finally getting rid of giant healthcare silos and we're forcing coordination to occur. So um, just to give you a quick example, um, Companies like Commonwealth have an initiative so that if you are in Illinois but you travel to California and you break your leg and you're in a California hospital, um, they will be able to access your digital medical record. Right now, they can't. Right. And to me, that sounds horrific because when you're in an emergency room and you are lying on a gurney, the last thing you should be responsible for is to give someone a measured memory of all of your medical maladies. Yes, exactly. And what medications you're on. Yeah. Yeah, not to mention if you see more than one doctor, they all need access to which medications you're on and what dosages before they prescribe you anything else. There's all kinds of good things that could happen from yeah, absolutely. that kind of absolutely. coordination. So yeah. that's good. So I it's told happening you, slowly. I, yeah, slowly, right? So I told you it, it's like a two-sided coin. I wanted the our three best opportunities, in your opinion. Mm-hmm. Now I want to know what what do you think the biggest challenge is that you're seeing as we go forward and see you know senior living is changing. Like you said, by 2030, 25 percent of the population is going to be a quote unquote senior. What's our so, biggest challenge? Oh, you know, I think one of the greatest challenges, uh, there's, there's a few. The first one is there simply won't be enough workers to help the people that need help. Oh, interesting. We're going, we're already suffering a dearth in, um, in senior living workers. That's number one. Uh, number two, we're also not going to have even enough doctors and specialists. So that's one and two. Um, and the third is um, a little bit less tech focused. Uh, but the third is supportive living or um, social welfare mm-hmm. for our seniors. Um, you know, the boomers, millennials may be getting married later and they may be having fewer children. But boomers have a very high percentage of unmarried older adults um, or married older adults that didn't have children. So the typical safety net that you see as you age isn't really as prevalent as it once was. So when you when you are aging in that particular spectrum, it's difficult because you're not going to get the support and you won't have the resources that others might. And it's really, really important that we as a community uh, do something in order to ensure that these people won't slip through the cracks because that's what ends up happening. Um, And, you know, uh, the housing, like um, rent-controlled homes across the nation, um, especially in New York City, They've really come under fire. People are trying to get at them, and they are, they're taking away options from a very, very small pool of options for people that are living on a set income that is set to only get smaller as they yeah. age. Yeah. So yeah. the last thing you want to hear anyone say, but especially a 95-year-old woman 
tell you that she hopes she dies before she runs out of money because she doesn't want to be a burden on her children. Mm. So I think, you know, technology can definitely fix the first two. Uh, but the third is going to be a lot, it, it'll be more of a concerted effort across the board in order to ensure that we do right mm -hmm. by this yeah. population. It's a, I never really thought about it before, quite frankly, but it's a, uh, a much bigger problem than I, I realized. I guess in the back of my mind, I knew, you know, it's a problem, but when it's not affecting you personally, you don't tend you to- You don't think about it Yeah, you don't think about it. Yeah. And that's true of anyone within any sort of situation. If it's not really affecting you, you don't think about it all that much and you don't recognize how big an issue it is. But I go back to the beginning of our interview and I was talking about the boomers being this large generation that have that's always forged, you know, the first of everything. This mm -hmm. is another one of those situations that it's really going to become apparent to everyone because it's such a large population of people. Yep that need help. If, if we weren't so large, we could go along sort of handling it probably as we have always done, you know, one way. Doing or a stopgap or a Band-Aid, right. Yes, you know, and but families helping one another and communities helping one another, but it's too big for mm -hmm. grassroots. It, it requires a much more concerted effort and thought. Um, so my last couple of questions for you. It, someone who's listening to us right now, they, they might be one of two minds. They might be having a realization like I am right now of what a big issue this could be. And they're asking themselves, okay, what, what could I do right now to help make a change? Or they, they might already be realizing that um, they might already be in uh, or on their way to some sort of senior living community. And they want access to all this cool technology. They don't want to go visit the bulletin board. They want to bring it all into the 21st century. So what, like, what can we tell people to do right now to start making well, changes? Okay, let's see. Uh, well, the first thing is I hope you've been saving. Because my goodness, retirement is expensive, everyone. Let me tell you. Uh, and I am telling you, having I know how beautiful these communities are I would live in them now and they are expensive yeah so that's first things first uh, make sure that you are ready to retire and that you feel secure and confident right. uh, secondly if you are choosing to age in place uh, and you are worried about isolation and here's the thing it doesn't matter how close you are as a family. Um, sometimes you don't always want to hang out with your family, and sometimes you want to see other people. So if that's the case, you, you should definitely take the step of going online and looking to see if there's a Cafe Plus concept near you, just so you could find a nice place uh, where you could go grab a cup, meet a few new friends, uh, join in an activity, or maybe see what's happening around the neighborhood. Uh, there's also other really cool places similar to Cafe Plus, uh, like Oak Street Health uh, really focuses on the senior population, and as a result, their doctor's offices also act as community spaces. Mm -hmm. So that's always an option. That's if you are, well, and it, it's an interesting thing because that happened when they saw the need and realized they could fill it. Right. Okay. So that's the cool thing. Yeah. Um, and then with making changes otherwise, um, you know, if you are looking to support 
you're if you want to support uh, better programs for seniors, um, there's a couple different things you can do. Leading Age National is a really great place to start. Uh, they do a, a national lobby day every year, uh, right around February, uh, where they go and they lobby Capitol Hill and they essentially fight for uh, the programs that are currently on the books in order to help seniors. And then they advocate for more funding and or new programs and more funding. Um, in order to get the programs up and off the ground. So they are always looking for people to add their voice. They're always looking for people to really kind of stand up with them because this is a topic that it is becoming top of mind simply because, as you mentioned, this is such a large population. But it's not coming top of mind quickly enough. That's the fact, you know. So that would be my suggestion. Leading Age National, they're fantastic. They have a leading age in every state. So no matter where you are, you can just type in Leading Age Illinois or Leading Age North Carolina, and boom, you'll get connected to someone. Uh, and they really are fantastic in lobbying for the rights of older adults. Interesting. Okay, I had to write that down. We'll include that. Okay. In the show. You know, people, I always, I always have show notes and, and how you can get in touch with the people who come uh, on Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast, which is actually my next next question for you. How can people get in touch with Care Merge or you um, if they realize that they they know a community or they are a family, you know, with a loved one in a community, and they're like, "This is a good idea," and I want to start advocating for this. How can they get in touch with you guys? Well, first off, please do. That would be <laughs> exciting for us. Uh, you can get in touch with us a couple different ways. We've got a website, uh, www.caremerge.com. That is C-A-R-E-M-E-R-G-E.com. Um, I'm not sure if you noticed the play on words, let me be punny, uh, but it's the merging of care, care merge. Uh, I know. We were very, very... Uh, brainstorming that day. Uh, but, uh, so you can go to our website. You can also uh, email us at info at caremerge.com. Uh, you can also find us on every bit of social media out there. You can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Vimeo, on Google+. Uh, and I am the person who handles all of those accounts. So by all means, if you send a direct message, you will very likely get me. There you go. Uh, yeah. And, uh, oh. definitely go look them up on Facebook. I know people, um, Please do. boomers tend to use Facebook more often than yes. anything else. So, uh, definitely go mm -hmm. on Facebook and look them up or you can go to their website, caremerge.com. And like I said, I will include these in, um, in this particular podcast episode page. We call them the, mm -hmm. the show notes, um, of this particular podcast so that I, I, you don't know this, Olga, but I always tell people, if you're on the treadmill, please do not get off. Trust that you can always come back <laughs> to boomersultimateguidepodcast.com and get these links, right? I want you to stay on the treadmill, and I don't want you to try writing it down if you're listening in your car, all right? Those are both no-nos. Right. They're both no-nos. Please don't. Please don't do either of those things. So before I let you go, it's been a, it's been a great pleasure uh, meeting you and speaking to you today. The last question I always ask my guests is if they would like to share either an inspirational quote that um, means something to them that they, they think we'd like to know or a story, an inspirational story. I've got one. 
so I was on site visiting at a at a community. Um, gosh, I was on site at a community. I want to say in February, and I was asking people for their favorite, you know, to introduce me to their favorite residents or to share their favorite stories. And one of the stories stayed with me. Uh, and she was an older woman. She was in her 90s when uh, the director of Life Enrichment met her. And she had lived an incredible life. She danced uh, She danced in all of the old Hollywood films. She danced with Bing Crosby. And she came from a very, oh, and I'm going to swear in this story. I apologize. But she came from a very, very uh, upper middle class family. They were very, uh, they were just very, much into appearances. There were certain ways of doing things. There were expectations of you at a certain age. And when she turned 18, she was uh, she went to college in California, ostensibly to find a husband. But instead, they kept uh, asking her if she wanted to come and audition for the movies. And she was a dancer. She loved it. They found out she was a dancer, and they gave her more opportunities to dance. And she kept saying no because her father forbade it. And he said, if you dance in these movies, I won't give you a lick of money any longer. And according to the life enrichment director, the lady said, fuck it. <laughs> and she danced. She danced. She danced in everything. She was in several different movies. She was, uh, if she wasn't the dance partner, then she was the stand-in. She'd had, she had several roles in different movies and she lived a life because she decided that it was hers to live. And when she was giving her advice, uh, the director of life enrichment advice, she goes, you know, sometimes you just got to say, fuck it, do what you want. And now, I can't last... type that in the show notes because the Google <laughs> won't let me type screw swear it. words in there. That, um, so that would be I bad for my ask, Google ratings. Screw it. But I get um, it. But you say screw it and you do what you want. And that has, you know... And that's unusual coming from a woman of that generation and that Absolutely, age. which is why it's so inspiring. And it's it's a it's a thing that I take that I took with me and I carry obligation to those around us that we tend to forget our sense of self and what we want to do and what we want to focus on. And just imagine a tiny little ninety four year old woman that was a former dancer telling you to screw it. <laughs> that is that is a good story. And if you were offended by the curse word, I apologize. Um, I'm not. I'm a Howard Stern fan, so if you hold me accountable me for that, you know. So I'm sorry. I can handle all that. But if you can't, I apologize if it offended you. All right. Um, next week we won't say that word. Okay, I promise. <laughs> <sighs> I, but sometimes you just gotta you gotta say screw it. Okay, that, uh, that I can say. Do. Sometimes you just gotta. <laughs> so Olga, now let me make sure I say it right. Jewuziak. Yes. Uh, I'm so proud of myself. I'm gonna give myself a little <laughs> pat on the back. Olga Jewuziak. It was great meeting you today. It was wonderful meeting you as well. I'm glad that you had time for us on Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast. And let me just tell you, listeners. Um, you know, every Tuesday afternoon we publish a new episode of the podcast with great guests like Olga, who <laughs> tell us about interesting things like care merge and how technology is changing the future of senior living she's given me a lot of things to think about that i, I didn't even realize were in my future right and perhaps <laughs> you perhaps you were feeling the same way i'm at the i'm at the young end of the baby boom so these things still seem really far away from me um 
but yeah, we've got to we've got to start thinking about all this stuff. And and you've you've got me, um, you've made me aware of things that I was not aware oh, I'm of so before. Glad to hear. Which is part of the point of doing this podcast, and why I invite guests like Olga uh, to come on the podcast, because uh, I always want to help you build a thriving business. But it's it's living a vibrant life that makes everything else worthwhile. So when we can be together, build community, um, and learn new things and push the world forward into a better place, that makes me happy. You know, I can call it a good day. So Olga, thank you very much. You guys check out Care Merge. And like I said, I will include uh, these links in the show notes. Don't get off the treadmill. And until (laughs) next time, people, I would very much like you to take care. Boom, baby. That's it for now. See you next time on Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast.